This episode of Adventures in Aurelia is brought to you by Gabe and Jeff from Inner Party Conflict, Chai Kai, Fred on Fire, Evora Dawn, Zach B, and Dungeons and Randomness on Patreon. You can join them in supporting the show at patreon.com slash adventures in Aurelia. And welcome to Adventures in Aurelia, a podcast where five friends sit around the table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Chantel, and I play Kanina, a tiefling sorceress. And I'm Damien. I play the disembodied soul that is our dungeon master. This episode, we're going to give a shout out to Extra Life. Extra Life is an organization that raises money for Children's Miracle Network hospitals and uh, does so by doing what we do best. We're playing games. So on November 2nd, we will be participating as a group in a 24-hour marathon stream. 25-hour. And... This episode, November 2nd, will be this Saturday. 24-hour live stream of um, all sorts of different games. We'll be playing some D&D, doing some Battle Royale stuff, doing some co-op games. It's just going to be a full 25 hours, because of Daylight Savings Time, of uh, games to raise money for sick kids. Uh Specifically, Adventures in Aurelia will be raising money for Seattle Children's Hospital, which is our local Children's uh, Miracle Network hospital. Check out adventuresinaurelia.com slash extra life. And also our team page for extra life is extra-life.org slash team slash Aurelia. Or bit.ly slash Aurelia Extra Life 2019. This episode, we want to give a shout out to some of our new Patreon supporters. We ran a little special leading up to September, and during that, we got a a new patron. We got Mike, who is part of Hail and Well Met's podcast network, and we also got Doug, who is from the Cave Goblins network. So, a huge shout out to you guys, and thank you so much for choosing to put some of your money your hard-earned cash into our projects. Thank you! We'd like to thank BattleBards.com for allowing us to use their songs and sound effects in our production. If you'd like to bring these sounds from the world of Aurelia to your home game, sign up for BattleBards Prime. Your BattleBards Prime subscription will give you access to stream all songs from the catalog, as well as a 20% discount on all purchases. Use the coupon code Aurelia, that's E-R-Y-L-I-A, when signing up to get 15% off the cost of your subscription. Who remembers what happened last time? Nope. We walked into the forest, we met a tree. A talking tree. What? Okay, here's here's a funny <laughs> thing about this. Like, almost without fail, when I asked for who remembers what happened last time, it was literally the last event. <laughs> like, who who cares about the four hours That's before That's where we that? ended. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I actually didn't remember that part. I remembered the escort quest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember we, we finished basically escorting... We dropped Eldith. her off. We dropped off Eldith. And then uh, we started a skill check challenge yes of tracking into the forest we took a long rest didn't we so yes we did take a long rest the guess the interesting thing is that was you know way in the morning and it is currently about 6 p.m on the 26th of bellinus and if my notes are correct you guys have been traveling through the forest for about two hours now oh okay because i was just about to ask because i have at the top of my notes that it was 4 p.m so it was our our woods that we've done talking to the tree and stuff that took two hours yeah i believe that it was 4 p.m ish was when you guys entered the yeah, forest it was. and so you guys have spent two hours so far traveling into this forest in search of Grimfang. and yes we are doing a interesting bastardized version of a skill check challenge because the dm wanted to try and more easily narratively reflect the fact that you guys are traveling 
miles and searching for this knoll bastard. And then we found Barrowbeard. Yes. In a clearing. And he, he alerted us that uh, the knolls were in that direction. And he pointed, he, he, he gave a branch to point with. And then told us that there are other living trees in clearings like this one. But the only way we can tell is if they're awake or if we happen to meet pixies that tell us they're where they are. And the pixies are usually gathering mushrooms. When, yeah, when, pi- when pixies harvest the mushrooms, it wakes the tree. Yeah. There was also a little bit of a... Um, what the fairies are doing in these areas is growing mushrooms. So another little giveaway, it, it's not a for sure thing, is if you manage to locate these mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, it's a good chance that a tree in that clearing could possibly be a living tree. I wonder tree. if that means if we pick mushrooms, if they'll wake the tree. <laughs> How dare you? I know, right? <laughs> you might end up with a pissed off tree instead of a helpful tree. Or a, or a mad pixie that's going to polymorph you. Or a group of mad pixies. <laughs> You guys are in the forest. You had just finished talking to Barrowbeard, who gave a a helpful tip on the direction of where the gnolls are. He doesn't have the best information in regards to where. But he did say southwest. But he was able to point a branch into a direction. Hey, at least that's something. I just had a quick, quick question, kind of sidebar. Did, does Barrow? I don't know if other people got this. Does Barrowbeard communicate with the other living trees through the the fairies? You're not sure. Yeah, he did say that we can wake up the trees with a knock, though, and then you know the pixies He's just harvest. gonna go around and knock knock on trees. Yep. But he he pointed you guys off into a direction, and you guys have been so far traveling for a couple hours since leaving the road behind entering the forest um as i had said at the opening it is about 6 p.m on the 26th of bellinus are we still following like a game trail well i i just went back in my notes to see where we were at with our skill check challenge we had one success and one fail Tempest and Kanina have both used survival during this track. You aided me, didn't I you? Did. Yeah, so. And Rem used perception. And failed. Now, one thing that I am going to change um, for narrative purposes, and eventually people will run out regardless if it goes on long enough, is I'm going to give back Kanina her use of survival for the aid. Okay. I was because the aiding? one bit of feedback that I got was that people didn't like having to expend their own use for aiding another person. It, it does make it a little harder, but since Tempest already used hers, I think I'll still allow aiding from someone that has used their skill because you're still only going to have four chances to use a specific skill anyways. How many successes and failures? What was our... Um, I don't actually know if I gave you how many you need. You did. Did I? I think think you mentioned it. Five. I'm going to say then it's probably correct because it is five. We needed five successes and failures didn't mean that it was a failure. It just meant that it prolonged us actually finding them. It's it's a failure, but you aren't going to fail tracking. There's no critical failure for passing the threshold of failures. It's not like if this were on a boat and six failures, guess what? The boat sinks, but this is a thing where... Each failure is progressing time and consuming resources. Okay, so let's go ahead and pick up as the party is leaving Barrowbeard's clearing. Who would like to give a... Who who would like to take this next section of your guys' skill check? What skill would you like to use? How are you using it? Is anyone helping you out? And I will say that whatever skill you are using, you are getting advantage already because Barrowbeard has attempted to point you in the right direction. Um, do I need to be proficient to use a skill 
or just for aiding? I'm going to say you don't need to be proficient to use the skill, but you do need to be proficient to help someone else out, especially since someone else helping you would be like, they know what they're doing, so they're kind of pointing you in the right direction. Oh, I guess another question would be uh, that I have would be um, if I've aided like Tempest in using survival, can I aid someone else in survival? Yes, you can. That is part of my thing with removing it, consuming your usage of it. Okay. So I can aid someone indefinitely in survival? Yes. The thing is, if Tempest uses survival, Ariel uses survival, Rem uses survival, there's no one to aid anymore because everyone will have used it. That's why I'm allowing it to work that way. But, um, okay, for another instance, if I use my survival, could I still aid someone else in survival or would I have consumed my survival aid now? You can still aid someone in survival. Okay, so since we have advantage on this one, so I can I can try to do this one with the advantage since you have a better score than I do. So that way you have, like, if, with a one-chance roll, you have a much higher chance of getting a higher number. How much light do we have? Is it getting dark now that it's six and we're in the woods? It is. It is six. Um, I recently was listening through to things, and I believe sundown was giving it about seven thirty, eight o'clock. Since you guys are in the woods, you're it's definitely starting to get dim, but you aren't at a point that it's going to impose any sort of disadvantages for not using torchlight or anything. And so Rim. You know, before leaving the clearing, is going to look up the sky. You know, kind of take account that it is getting later, knowing that he is one person that doesn't have dark vision. Going to look around at the group and be like, "We need to make a choice here. We can find a small area off the path, camp for the night, run watches. I have a feeling that these creatures are more active at night, or we can continue trying to track through the night." And also run the risk of running into them. Yeah, I think uh, it might be safer to possibly camp for the night because if this is their territory, they probably know it better than we do. And I, I don't know if I want to run the risk of us fighting them if we're not planning on doing so. I think we could push a little bit farther, though. This is all happening within this clearing? Yeah, we're like right before we left Barrowbeard's clearing. Barrowbeard, what do you think? Huh. If you guys are looking for somewhere to rest, you could always use the clearing. As you can see, there's no mushrooms here, so you're not going to upset the pixies. Do the gnolls pass through your clearing? They have in the past a couple times, but it's not like I'm in their normal pathway. If I was, I would ask the pixies to kill them. The, the pixies can kill the gnolls? Have you met an angry pixie? No, I haven't. There's a reason that we try not to upset the pixies. If you get enough of them together, they are quite the threat. Also, the pixies are fae. They have connections to bigger fae. Huh. Well, I guess that's good to know. But uh, yeah, we don't we don't want to upset anyone. But yeah, if, if you're willing to share your clearing with us for the night, we might take you up on that. We might do a little bit more tracking before uh, the sun goes down, as Tempest had suggested, but... Well, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Or ever. So if you can find me again, you can use my clearing. Be careful out there, though. I've heard it's easy to get lost in the woods. If we left something in the clearing lit up, it would be easier to find it if we went out and looked for a path to pursue in the morning. Oh, that's a good idea. The only problem is if I use light again while we're It turns out, that one off. It'll turn it off. I have my sword, though. I also have torches. I have lots of torches. I made sure to buy some before we left the city. We may not want to keep anything close to Barrow Beard. It's on fire. But, I mean, I mean, we can have torches with us, though, and keep the light in the clearing. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of fire. Oh, uh, um, don't, don't worry. <laughs> I'll make sure nothing gets caught on fire. As she I slowly hope. backs away. <laughs> you see, I may be awakened, but I am still a tree. 
and fire burns. I wonder if I use light on a branch. <laughs> the entire thing would just light up? Well, no, it's still, it, it can only be a certain size. Yeah, no larger than 10 feet. If, like, maybe if he lets me climb him, or, or if he reaches down with a branch, I can light it so we could see it up in the distance. We could also just camp for tonight now. But it's only like six. Yes, but it's going to be dark in about an hour. Yeah, so you just roll like an hour's worth of scouting. That's a little meta. (laughs) But yes, if you'd like to travel out for an hour, it'd be another hour back. We could also be spending that hour setting up this camp in case they find us in the night. We could set up alarm trip lines and things rather than being... You know, I know I, I'm pretty sure we don't have the ability to set up a campsite, so we're going to be basically sleeping on the ground. You call yourself an adventurer. Did I'm fine with it. I'm just saying, like, bring a tent. I don't have. I, a tent. I have a tent. But I'm just saying, we're we're fighting creatures that most likely see at night and probably follow us by scent alone, and we're going to be fighting in the dark if it's nighttime. Well, if we wanted to. Um we could have a couple people stay at camp and set up camp for us, and then two people go out and continue scouting. I mean, I'd be willing to go out scouting if someone wants to stay here and help Ren set up camp. I can set up camp. Um, I have no problem seeing in the dark, so I'd be fine with going out, and if it gets dimmer, I shouldn't have any problem finding my way back. As long as someone comes with me, then we should be fine if we split up in pairs. I'll go out with you a little bit. So I have a request if you do that and you get in terrible trouble, then you can shoot some fire up into the sky or something so we can see you and know that, oh my gosh, you're in trouble and should come try to find you. Well, and I would also suggest that don't scout too far. Yeah, we'll probably just maybe go um, let's see, it's you know, we probably have a couple hours of daylight left, so we'll probably only go out for an hour maybe scout around the area and then we'll head back, so, oh yeah. Find if the I'll, best direction just, to head in the morning. Just realize that the distance you travel, if you do get in trouble, is the same distance we would have to make to get to you. That is true, but this is the risk that we're taking, too, by if we want to continue scouting. And I'm fine with it. I think it's a good idea to scout. Just remember how far you are from us if trouble is to arise. God, he sounds like such an old man. Yes, I am old. And you'd be wise to listen to your elders. Just set up your bed. You're not that old, Rim. You still look great. Thank you. All I'm saying, I don't want to have you to pick you guys off the road dead and drag your bodies out of here. I'd rather be able to help if Don't I can. Don't drag me anywhere. Just bury me where I lay. I'd just leave you for the vultures. Wouldn't you want to be buried at sea? I'll spit it's on you. It'll be the same walk. thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going there anyways. Um, Alright, so Ariel and Rem, I guess you'll set up camp here. Um, Here's my tent. Unmaxed. <laughs> I would give you torches, but I don't think it'd probably be best since uh, Barrowbeal is uncomfortable with fire. But uh, yeah, here's some torches. I got that. It's fine. Okay. So yeah, here's the tent. Um, Tempest and I will start out scouting. And I suppose I'll lead the way this time since you're kind enough to last time, Tempest. Fair warning. If a torch gets too close to me, I will strike you. With what? A branch. That sounds painful. Don't don't, don't worry. We'll be careful. We'll be careful with fire. (laughs) We, we won't do anything too bad. Just a fair warning. <laughs> Thank you for the warning. I can create light magically. It's okay. All right. So, uh, seems like Tempest and I will head out now. So, I'm going to go ahead and start heading, uh, I guess, southwest, was it? And we'll see what we can find. And we'll we'll be back within the next couple hours. We're only going to go about like an hour out. While you guys are out there, if you see any non-bunny but edible foods... Or anim- edible animals. You, you, we, you got non bunny, but edible animals. Yeah. Okay, I'll like, bring you back a fawns. bushel of squirrels <laughs> and a deer. <laughs> squirrels doesn't sound very good, but deer does. Oh, um, we'll see you what we guys can. Just, uh, I guess it didn't come up in the recap. You have like deer meat. We have a ton of deer with us. Yeah. Not oh. a t- probably not a ton with you because it would be heavy as shit. But you probably did bring some enough to eat for the night. I guess never mind then. <laughs> I'll be sure to find you a mushroom. As long as it's not red. 
Yeah, if we find anything interesting on the way, we'll go ahead and bring stuff back. But we are trying to focus on scouting out some uh, null activity. So we'll keep our eyes open, but just in case. Yeah. We may not be able to focus on anything. Are we ready to move on as Tempest and Kanina are going to scout away? Kanina and Tempest going on a journey. Yep. And you get your advantage because of... Okay. Two minutes, rolling two dice for survival. Okay. Yep. So I am going to roll two dice for survival, please. That is a twenty. Nice. All right. So, go ahead and uh, explain narratively your success with a survival tracking through the woods. Um. Can I ask what I find? Like maybe like what I might. Because I can kind of do Well, Barrowbeard has pointed you in a direction, and you have kind of taken off in its direction. What do you What do you think that you, that as you're using your survival, what do you think Kanina latches onto to follow? All right. So I suppose um, there's probably woods not too far from where she used to live, um, from the small, nameless village when she was a child, and so she's probably somewhat familiar with uh, going through the woods and recognizing kind of what tracks might belong to animals and what tracks might belong to creatures that are a little bit more intelligent than just the common animal. So she's probably looking for things, you know, that are the signs of paths, well-traveled areas, and things that are a little bit bigger than your typical game animal. So, maybe any markers left by intelligent life. So you, you're you able to, to kind of, I, I imagine based off of that, you, like Tempest, previously had found a game trail, and so I feel like you probably got a sense for what, what those look like in this specific forest from following it previously. Yeah, we kind of lost it at the clearing, but we picked it up again yeah, on the other side of the clearing. Yeah, I would imagine since we left the clearing, we probably went in the direction Barrowbeard said to go into. And then from there, we kind of started looking for tracks and the differences between game tracks and, you know, the null tracks. And you're able to to find something that it looks like that, that what, you've, what you've kind of found as a trail to follow... Um, this this game trail it's going to the southwest and as since you rolled really well on your survival it it's not exactly what you're looking for with a like a knoll trail but you are following it it looks like um, possibly some boars have uh, have made a reasonable recently pass through here does it look like a uh, like a running trail or just like a trail where they're leisurely going around rooting for stuff I guess my obvious question would be like are they running away from something maybe as if they were being hunted and one of the things that that Kanina does notice while following these is one of these boars based on the amount of footprints that you're seeing there you can't tell if it's if it's three four five maybe even six of them but one of them is clearly larger than the rest of them and it doesn't seem like they're really running away from something, but you can see areas where they it quickly diverts off to the side. So like you're you're almost losing that game trail for a, a moment, and you backtrack, you come back a little bit, and you see where you kind of lost it, and where something dashed off of their main their main course and took off through some some side bushes so it seems like they they probably run into something every once in a while that pushes them off of their their natural course should we keep just heading down this way uh how long has it been since we've followed this trail you think i'm assuming based on the way things have been going that you are tracking this for about an hour that's when the you start seeing the the it starts getting pretty dark where you guys are at and that's probably where Tempest is starting to have a harder time seeing. You know, you sure are lucky that you can see, you know, just as if it were light out. Because this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I guess I haven't really thought about it before because I've always been able to just kind of see well in the dark. But you know, something yeah. take for granted. 
Well, I wouldn't say take it for granted. It's just it's just the way it's been. So I I, I do imagine it would be kind of difficult to see in the darkness. I I don't think I like being in pitch blackness all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I have some torches if you want me to light some torches. Though we should probably be careful about wielding them about sentient trees. <laughs> no, I think this is like the perfect opportunity for me to to test out that that sword that the king gave me. I'll start to like pull it out and it's just that's <laughs> where the DM cuts in have you done this around Kanina yet I've been playing with it like I don't think I've seen it shine like this in the darkness then like, we'll just go ahead and make this a little bit of a surprise for Kanina so let's pick up Tempest draws her sword all the way out no 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 just enough maybe like six inches are you really gonna walk for an hour with your sword? No, like, but I figure she's going to react. Like, well, if you're just kind of feeling out a little bit out of the sheath, then uh, yeah, Kanina would probably look over, noticing that there, it is a bit brighter now in the area, you know? <laughs> and she'll just be like, "Bright light for 15 feet." <laughs> oh wow, what's that you have there? That's that's pretty shiny. That's the sword you got from the king, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it 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 it's, it acts kind of like a torch, I guess. Wow, magic stuff is so cool. I know, right? Based on the description of the sword, it's like it's like a full moon is basically like that's what the blade is looking like as you look at it, and so the sh- light shining out is like the light that you would see on a clear clear sky out on the plains if there was a full moon out shining brightly. One might say, moon touched. Wow, it's it's really pretty. <laughs> What was seeing um, that master sword we saw in the uh, the village back there, and then seeing your sword? <laughs> Dwarven craftsmanship is really something, isn't it? Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, it's especially neat just because it is nice to see the uh, the arcane touch <laughs> in weapons of that quality. So, because looking at it, I can tell it's probably nicer quality. Yeah. Or what? Am I gonna roll for that? <laughs> I'm not sure. It, I'm not sure it would really be anything special. It's not anything special. fancy. Anything fancy? Okay, it's just, it's just it just looked shiny. It's just moon touched. Okay. Yeah. The like narrative thing behind this sword. It's a is, common short sword. Oh, yeah. okay. Is it's probably something that that like the dwarven smiths have found a way to treat metal within, like if. If they're working this certain material on a full moon with the moon shining down on the blade and one of the dwarven mages overlooking it, it imbues their weapons with this light source type thing. Like, as you've uh, pulled out your blade, I can definitely see it's getting dark out, so we probably may want to turn back, but I, I can't say that I'm really satisfied with what we found so far. We've only found, like, the trail from the boars here. Yeah, but that might be a good starting point for us in the morning. We won't... I mean, we've got a... If we can find this point again, we've got another well-traveled path that we can sort of shoot off from. That's true. Or do you want to keep going? I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about keeping going. It's just... It, I don't feel like we've really discovered anything significant that screams, you know, Knowles, we're here! So, I, I think... Yeah, I we can know. we can keep going. And at this point, you... You guys have traveled about your hour. Are you guys thinking of continuing? Going um, another half hour out? Yeah, I was thinking maybe if we go another half hour out. I mean, we did tell them that we could uh, shoot a firebolt into the sky if we were really in danger. <laughs> so, um, let's it's see. It's a good thing I can make water for when you set the forest on fire. <laughs> I'm not going to set anything on fire. It's, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just pulling your leg. I'm getting better at controlling uh, um, fire and such, but um, let's see. Yeah, um, as long as you're comfortable with it, I am almost. I just want to guarantee that we're finding knolls here. Like we found a boar trail, and it does seem like their path uh, diverts in randomly placed areas. But I don't know. I I don't feel like we've discovered much. So I want to go back with something solid to show that we've really really done our job right. As Kanina and Tempest make their way off even deeper into the woods after their first hour of searching, 
Let's go ahead and pivot over and see what's happening with Rem and Ariel. Which one of you wants to give me a flat d20 to see how fate is treating you? I will. 17. A 17. As you guys are setting up your, your camp for the night, I mean, Kanina gave you that, that tent. Are you guys setting the setting up the tent? I think Rim would have probably left the tent with uh, Ariel to start with as he kind of did a walk around the clearing trying to find ways to create a um, defensive perimeter. Roll for tent building. <laughs> All right. Um... This doesn't affect your your skill checks or anything. Go ahead and uh, enroll a perception. Let's kind of get a get a lay of the land right here. Well, it's a six, but it was a natural one roll. Well, luckily for you, critical fails and critical successes aren't a thing when it comes to skill checks. Um, as mm-hmm. as you're walking around, you're you're trying to find like reasonable paths that something might take into the clearing you see the one that you guys came in on yeah you see the one that that tempest and kanina left on and you also see what what looks like possibly seven or eight other ways that you could leave this clearing or enter this clearing if uh if you were coming from a different pathway i'm going to spend time trying to create like trip lines at every exit he sees. <laughs> okay, so you're like gonna try and put like something that'll trip any incoming <laughs> oh, creatures. No. Yep. Or create some sort of noise or Okay. Um I think because of how let's I'm gonna go ahead and uh it's gonna go well for I think I think a, a D a D twelve sounds like a good one to use here. Okay, it takes you about four minutes for each one, so you're going to spend about the next 40 minutes working on setting up trip lines. Okay. Ariel, Rem walked over and just kind of dropped the tent bundle by you and started checking out the the edge of the clearing. What do you do? I'm going to take my necklace off and tie it to my staff and light the... um, empty bottle, the bottle has the scroll in it, light that, and then, so that way I have light, and then I'm going to start setting up the tent for Nina. Oh, well, that's a clever way to light up this area as it gets dark. I haven't seen that before. Yeah, I was going to ask if I could light one of your branches so my friends could find us again, but I thought you might not like that. If it doesn't hurt, I wouldn't mind, but unless they were here and could see your necklace, I'm not sure how it would help. I was I was thinking of if you were able to reach down with one of your tall branches and then put it back up in the air after I've lit it. I could see about doing that, but I'm pretty sure it would still only light about 40 feet around me. And then it would be up above the trees. But if you'd prefer oh. that way, I no, could do you're it. Right. I'll just leave it how it is. Okay, I'm going to have you go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check. Just to see how well you do with putting this tent together by yourself. <laughs> oh, no. Has Ariel ever put a tent together before? No. Okay. no. Uh, 11. 11. So, I mean, you're a little distracted by their conversation with Barrowbeard, but like you're you're kind of here's a couple points where you set something up, it kind of falls over, very cartoony. Like you go to one side, set it up, you try to get to the other side, it falls over. But after about half an hour, you've you've managed to get the tent up, and uh, you, you notice that the sun is definitely starting to to set at this point. Rem looks like he's got most most of these areas he's he's done something to you haven't really been paying attention to him so you're not sure what he's done other than he went to them he was messing around on the ground look at various pathway type things and let's go ahead and uh, and move to your guys's point you're you're at about 
40, 40, I mean, 45 minutes, we'll say. Rem is, has finished up. You've got the tent up. Are you guys planning any sort of, like, campfire in the clearing? Nope. Arrowbeard asked for no fire. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't set a fire either just because I love nature and stuff. So I would be like, no, especially since he said that. So Ariel would just pull out her bedroll and plop down and eat some rations and chill while she's watching the sky to see if there's any flare. <laughs> okay. Um, Rem. I need a sleight of hand from you to see how good your tripwires are. Don't make it too hard. Ten. With your modifiers? With the modifiers. And I imagine that, especially Ariel, I don't know about Rem, since you said you're waiting for that flare, are just going to kind of sit and keep eyes up in the sky waiting for some sort of signal. And, and listening for anything around. We, we largely just assume that everyone has decent internal clocks. So you guys are realizing that it's been about an hour and they're not back yet. Ariel hasn't seen any, any flashes of light in the sky to tell you that something bad has happened. Well, I remember that uh, Nina said that they were going to walk for probably about an hour out and then turn around and come back. So I would wait probably two hours before... Um, worrying about them. All right. And is there anything that you guys would like to talk about before we pivot back to the other group? Is Rem back over to camp? Yeah, like this is this is your hour wrapped up. He's sitting like with his shield out and his pick across his lap, but he's just sitting there listening and watching. Hey, Rem. Hmm. I think before we go scouting. And when our, when the girls come back, I think that we should decide on if we do run into what we think might be Grimfang, if we're gonna actually, like if we see him but he doesn't see us, if we're gonna actually go attack or if we're gonna not. And then if we do, if he runs into us, if we're gonna flee or if we're gonna stand our ground. I think we need to have some sort of a signal. Lot of, a or lot something. of that's going to depend on what's happening when or if that happens. Right, but we can, when it happens, we can have signal run or signal fight. So that way, when, um, you know, one person doesn't just go running in while everybody else turns around and runs back. I would have imagined this is mostly a scouting mission. We, we weren't coming for a mm -hmm. fight. Okay, and, and if we get ambushed by Grimfang. Well, then it's fight to survive and flee if possible, but I'm not I'm not saying we're going to start a war here. We're, we're here for information. I understand that. I'm wondering, like, I think that we need to have a um, hand gesture, a word, something that says, you know, if you're going to lead this or if Nina's going to lead this, that one of you says out loud so that way we know what to do. I... As I, I think that, like I said, it's going to be something that happens in the moment, because if we're ambushed and we can flee, and I say flee, we flee. If we're ambushed and we can't, we have to fight till we can. It, it, I can't say that setting up a, a, a bird whistle or a dog bark in advance is going to help us any. It, it's, it's more likely we're going to be moving close, quiet, and if we do come along them and they haven't seen us, we can make the decision on what we want to do then. And if it's leaving, we'll, we'll just all back out slowly. If it's going to an attack, we can definitely show that it's going to be an attack. But I... I'm just worried about, like, like we get, like, trigger happy or something. If if we want to run, or if you, you one of the leaders want us to run, but one of us attacks, then we've screwed up whatever your plan was. I would imagine that if you uh, were going to or someone was going to become trigger happy, it wouldn't, what our plan would be, even if we made it ahead of time, wouldn't matter. I don't know, I was just thinking, prepping. I understand, and I appreciate, I appreciate you thinking ahead like this. It's, it's always a good idea to plan, but no plan is going to, to, to help us in that moment, because we don't know what we're coming against. 
this this scouting mission is so that we can plan for an attack or a flee. I think we need to plan just in case we get ambushed also. Well, in an ambush, what's the plan going to do? If, if, if we have a hand signal and I'm supposed to make it and they ambush me first, there's no hand signal. You're going to have to make that choice then on your own. Never mind. I, what... What I think we need, rather than a plan there, is just make sure you're ready for as much as you can be. And when or if it happens, we will make those choices. Remain aware of your surroundings. Alert anybody if you think something's wrong. Keep the information free and flowing. I guarantee you will get out of this. I mostly just wanted to... If we get ambushed by the leader... Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want us to fight or do you want us to run? Like if he comes and, and they, they ambush on top of us and obviously if they surround us, we're going to have to fight our way to get away. But are we going to just run and try to get away from them or are we going to stand our ground and fight them? Again, it depends on what happens. I'm wondering, like, you need to address to us that if you get attacked or something that, and you tell us to run, that you don't want us to, like, ignore you and keep fighting, that you want us to run. Like, are you, are you wanting, like, if we get attacked, are you going to want to, like, stay and, or do you want us to help or, like, that type of thing? Because if you tell me run, I don't know that I can. I would probably stay. If we get attacked and I tell you to run, I expect you to run. It'll be the closest I could give you to an order. If I tell you to fight, you can fight. If I don't say anything, you're gonna make your own mind. But in the event something happens, I cannot pre-plan what I am going to say or do. And your choices are your choices. But I... If I say run, I expect everyone to make that choice and run. If we get outnumbered immediately and I can't see a way of surviving, I'm going to try to flee. If I think we have the chance of beating him, I might stay and fight. But there's no planning for an ambush. That's why it's called an ambush. I just want you to know if you tell me to run, I'm not going to run. I'll probably be running. If I see you are, but if I see you trying to stand your ground to try to tell us to run to get out of here and you're sacrificing yourself, I'm not going to do it. We're a team I, and I understand. I if if can't. I make the choice to sacrifice myself for you, I'm doing it because I know it's the only way I can let you survive. I'm not doing it to make myself seem brave or heroic. I'm doing it because that's the option we have. If you choose to stay with me and perish, I hope the other two will survive. Or if I were to make a sacrificial choice and all of you choose to stay, then my choice was worthless. Sometimes in this world, someone has to die so someone else can live. I know that better than most. With the end of this heavy conversation, why don't we pivot back over to what is happening with Tempest and Kimina? It sounded like Tempest would like to take the charge to continue the search onward. So we probably shouldn't go more than a half hour out additionally, even, you know, despite what we find. I'd really like to find something, but we may not find anything. But since we've been tracking the boars for a while, it might be a good idea to see perhaps, uh, since they have such an erratic uh, pathing through the forest here, we might want to see perhaps what they might have been diverting their regular path from. Maybe maybe, uh, they were running from something in some patches. Maybe they know what to avoid. So perhaps we'll take a look-see and maybe investigate areas away from where they've run from. Nina will go ahead and... Rule for her. Tempest gives you a thumbs Nature. up. Yes. So what's your modifier with the natural 20? 
<laughs> I'm assuming she rolled a 20 based on the reactions I saw. Ah. 23. Nice. And I aided. Yes. So with Tempest's help, Kanina gets a critical success on this. So with a critical, um, you guys were only going to travel about half the time. And even though I'm tracking this in our increments, I'm going to go ahead and say that that critical success basically lets you travel the distance that you would have done in an hour and a half an hour. So let's go ahead and, uh, Kanina, you basically, you, you've locked on to a, a trail here. I'm going to say that you've seen null prints before. You, you know, a, a decent idea of what they look like. You know that, I mean, sure, sometimes they might look a little like a wolf, but because they stand on their, hi- their hind legs, they're they're longer than like a wolf's paw and you were you were following these boars tracks and not too long after you guys decided to continue on you saw the the boar tracks like dive off in like the opposite direction you you almost see a point where they were leading in the same way that you've been going towards that southwest direction and it's clear that they've like circled and gone back the way that they that they were coming for a little bit. And what you've picked up on are clearly the prints of gnolls in this area. You've gotten within like their their hunting grounds. And from that point, you 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 know what they what these knoll prints look like, you know what they are. So you're like you I imagine you point them out to Tempest. So, having uh, found these null tracks, uh, I'll go ahead and keeping my voice a little bit lower. Um, I'll go ahead and gesture to Tempest and just be like, "Tempest, I think I think we found some some solid evidence here. Some some null tracks." Tempest, roll perception with advantage. Actually, uh, do you have do you have decent survival? Yeah. Go ahead and survival with advantage because it's about tracks, not just really noticing. 21. 21. You you are basically, as I just described, you're noticing as Kanina points it out, kind of where they, they circled around and went back, and you see these null prints just a little bit ahead. You you see exactly what Kanina's pointing out. Oh, this looks great. Uh, I mean, it's definitely gnolls. Yeah, I'm glad we pushed forward a little bit farther ahead. It's always nice to find, like, solid evidence of what we're tracking, so... Mm-hmm. I think with this, uh, now that we for sure know that there's actually gnolls this way, we can probably head back now. Yeah. So let's take a second to really... Do we want to, like... I don't know, mark it somehow? Like, I don't know if we want to leave too much evidence of our air, our presence in this no. area. Just, like, some twigs in a formation on the ground. Um, I suppose I haven't really left too many markers before, but if you think if we should leave signs just in case we have trouble finding it tomorrow, we could. Could we start leaving a couple markers for ourselves then? Only just things we can notice. Expedite our, our our finding our way back over here. That's true. It might take us a, it might take us a little bit longer to go back to camp if we're taking some time to do this on the way, but I'd be fine with it. Facing the DM, will it take us a little bit longer if we take time to do this? Um, I'm going to say that it probably would take a little bit more time. Um, I actually think that's a, probably a really good idea. I do like the idea of being able to just beeline it here in the morning because we can get an early start and then we can just continue off from where you and I have left off here. But at the same time, I might be a little concerned that maybe if something's intelligent enough to follow the trail that we've left, we might lead them back to where we're camping. But- I don't know if we can make it really inconspicuous, though. Just something that we would recognize as pointing us in the right direction. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, especially since we are traveling, you know, pretty much in the dark. And it will look different in the morning, I'm sure. So, Like, we'll find a rock and then find a twig. Put a twig on top of the rock pointing in the direction we need to go. <laughs> You're so handy. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do this and we'll start heading back. Kanina, we'll go ahead and start grabbing a couple twigs and rocks and such. And, like, only every, you know... 50 yards or something like that. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. And then, yeah, Kanina also, you know, if we're in the area, she's not going to take extra time to do this, but she might see if there's like weird herbs or something 
on the way for Ariel. <laughs> okay. As you guys make your return trip, um, I guess I need two things. They're the same thing for different reasons. Um, Tempest, are you, are you kind of leading the way back? Is that what I was getting from, like, you wanting to lay out this path on the way back? Sure. Yeah, I would imagine, like, maybe I'm collecting the stuff. She's laying the, the markers. <laughs> so first, I'm going to need a, a survival check from Tempest. And this one is basically how long it's going to take you to get back to camp. How well do you follow the path that you guys just took out to where you're at right now? Natural 20. Natural fucking 20. <laughs> you you follow, you know, maybe it's Which that, is a 25. <laughs> maybe it's the moonlight shining off your sword making such a bright path. It's like, we, and it, <laughs> it rained a little bit the last day. So you're just like, yeah, these boot prints in the, in the kind of squishy dirt. Yep. That's us. Just keep going. Follow that way. <laughs> And then, Kanina, I need a survival, unfortunately, with disadvantage from you for finding something of value for Ariel. That wasn't a good noise. It's not terrible. It's just not great. I, they were, both of them were one point off from each other. So, <laughs> um, But luckily, I have good survival, so uh, that is an 11. Okay, so we're going to pivot back over to Rem and Ariel. Um, now, now keep in mind, because there's a time shift going on, we're going back to only one hour after they had left. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Adventures in Aurelia. If you're liking what you hear, consider rating the show and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you know someone who likes fantasy stories and think they might like the show, help them find us by showing them adventuresinarelia.com, where they can listen to episodes, read our blog, and find links to subscribe to the show. We are also available in your favorite podcast apps. If you'd like to support the show, you can donate to us monthly on Patreon at patreon.com slash adventures in Aurelia. $1 a month gets you access to all of our bonus content and helps us raise the funds needed to improve the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to feedback at adventures or you can join our Discord server at adventures slash Discord. We'd love to hear from you. Lastly, we'd like to thank the artists who allow us to use their music in our show. Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Tabletop Audio, Windswept, Sirenscape, Alexander Nakarada from Serpent Sound Studios, Adrian Von Ziegler, Jamie Brace, Derek and Brandon Feichter, and Scott Buckley. You can find links to all of these wonderful artists at adventuresinarelia.com slash music. Music